0: Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. I often say that laws vary wildly from state to state, but there are some things that are common across the states. And across the states, it is illegal to drive while you are drunk, generally speaking. Now, what the definition is of impaired versus drunk versus what, that, that might change from state to state. But generally speaking, this framework exists. So here's an interesting story. Jacob sent me, and this is troubling. This is troubling. Uh, From abc15.com out of Arizona. An officer's trick raises questions about driver's rights. The officer tricked a man into doing something. So Dave Biskaming wrote this for abc15.com. During a roadside investigation on a DUI suspicion, a Gilbert police officer had a trick up his sleeve. Uh, He had just handcuffed a driver who had exercised his right to refuse a breathalyzer test and then told him he needed to check one more thing. And what you need to know is, in many states, if they think that you might be drunk based on something they observe, like you weaving around, okay, they pull you over. Do you know why I pulled you over? No idea, sir. Well, the way you're driving leads you to believe that you might be impaired. As they're talking to you, they can smell all kinds of stuff coming off you that's related to something that might be alcoholic in nature. Your eyes are glassy, your speech is slurred, occasionally you, you, you are, you know, incomprehensible. So they say, let's step out of the car. You stumble out of the car, and they ask you to do a couple things to, to, to demonstrate your dexterity. Uh, and you can't walk a straight line to save your life. Occasionally, when asked to touch your nose, you miss your head entirely. And they say, okay, at this point, we're going to ask you to do a, a, a you know, blood alcohol uh, breath test, a field Preliminary breath test. And at that moment in time in most states, they will read you your rights, not as if you've been arrested, but what your rights are with respect to that breath test. And so quite often a state will say, you have the right to refuse that test, but refusal of the test might have consequences. And so they'll generally tell you that. So, you know, we're going to ask you to do this breath test. If you refuse, here's what will happen. However, if you do not refuse, we'll do the test. And then from there, we'll make a decision about whether or not we're going to arrest you for drunk driving. So that's the point. Is there's, 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 that, there's that fork in the road that they come to and they tell you that. So the man in this case had said, I am not taking the breath test. I refuse. So the officer then said, well, I need to check something. I need to take a look at your eyes real fast. Can you close your eyes and tilt your head back for me? So the guy does that. He closes his eyes and tilts his head back. Then the officer took out his breathalyzer and placed it directly in front of the driver's face to get a reading off his breath. So he didn't stick it in his mouth. The man didn't know it was there, but he continued to breathe because we tend to do that. And so when it detected the presence of alcohol, the sergeant told the driver to open his eyes and said, Oh, look, positive for alcohol. I'm not an idiot. So apparently this was an idiot test to see if the officer was an idiot. Oh, look, positive for alcohol. I'm not an idiot. I'm joking, of course. And so one of the interesting things about this is he says that he got a reading that detected alcohol. If you've ever seen someone on camera doing a breath test, you'll often see people who don't blow hard enough, and they get admonished, keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing. You're not blowing hard enough. Keep blowing, keep blowing. So to detect alcohol with the breathalyzer, PBT, a distance from the person and not in their mouth. It would not be accurate, but he's saying it detected the presence of alcohol. Look, positive for alcohol. I'm not an idiot. The traffic stop was in March of 21, and it was captured, of course, on body camera videos, and the driver's defense attorney said it raises serious questions about the police officer's tactics and our constitutional rights during investigations. We've talked before about how police are allowed to, under certain circumstances, lie to people during an investigation. But they're not supposed to lie to you about your rights, you know. And so, I've asked many colleagues, and no one has ever seen what they saw in this video, said the defense attorney. I think this is deception at its finest. He creates this whole ruse. Meanwhile, that attorney represents the man who was pulled over for driving 40 in a 30. He was later arrested and charged with misdemeanor DUI. So, do you know why I pulled you over? I pulled you over for speeding. So pulled him over for speeding, and then during the contact came to the conclusion that the person might be intoxicated. Went through all the rigmarole, got him out of the car. Guy apparently refused to do the breathalyzer, the PBT. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to make this too confusing, but a preliminary breath test is administered at the roadside. They're considered to be moderately accurate, but they're not as accurate as the machines they use back at the police station. So... Uh, It's hard to go back and watch that video because it brings back the feeling of being tricked, the man said. I'd never been arrested. I don't really know my rights. What he's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do, so I feel like I was tricked. Meanwhile, the police officers used the breathalyzer to get what's known as a passive sample. Passive samples are not done by directly blowing into a tube connected to the instrument. They detect the presence of alcohol in the air. The use of the passive sample in this case raises unique and rare questions about driver's rights. I've been practicing law for 31 years. I mentioned that earlier in my career, I handle some drunk driving cases. Um, I had some people who got angry with me about that. And um, I never said I condoned drunk driving. And as I often tell people who say, Steve, how can you represent criminals? How can you do that? Um, everyone's entitled to be treated fairly by the system. And so my goal when I represent somebody who's facing a criminal charge, which I don't do anymore, but I used to, is to make sure they get treated fairly, make sure they understand what's going on, and to get them the best deal that I can for them that's appropriate for what's going on there also. So I never said I'm advocating for drunk drivers in the sense that, yeah, go out and drink and drive and give me a call. No, no. So in Arizona, drivers can initially refuse breathalyzer and field sobriety tests. If police have enough evidence, officers can ask a judge for a search warrant to draw the driver's blood. So what would happen is, side of the road, officers goes, I'm going to ask you to take a field sobriety test. Uh, if you want to, you can refuse, but there's going to be ramifications to that. You say, that's okay, I refuse. They can then put together a warrant explaining why they think that you might be intoxicated, and then get a judge to sign it, and then they can draw blood from you. So if there's enough evidence there to do that, they'll get the sample, uh, usually. Uh, Things might fall apart. You know, this is a a Christmas Eve, for instance. They have a hard time tracking down a judge. And weird things like that can't happen. The police departments have all the resources in the world, the attorney said. He's already under arrest. They can go and take him back to the station and get a search warrant and draw his blood. there's no reason for them to do this. The Gilbert Police Department would not comment on the specifics of the case. A spokesperson sent a statement saying the department doesn't have a policy covering this issue. They don't have a policy saying the police can't do this. The use of a preliminary breath test instrument to collect an open-air sample to identify the presence of alcohol is neither listed in nor forbidden by our policy, according to the statement. Officers are trained to use preliminary breath test instruments to detect the presence of alcohol in the air, such as air emanating from unidentified beverages within an open container. So, it looks like it's something they hadn't thought of. They hadn't bothered to address it because they hadn't thought of it being a problem. That's what I would guess. In the body camera video, the uh, police officer touts his experience and methods when talking to the man at the scene. Do you think I'm an idiot? He said. That doesn't look like any typical patrol car does it, as he points to his unmarked police car. I work on a DUI unit. This is all I do. This is what I do. This is what I teach. This is my job. So this officer wants you and everyone else to know that he knows what he's doing. Meanwhile, the case is ongoing and the attorney plans to push the passive breath test as part of his defense. It almost seems like it's his ego, referring to the police officer, that he wants to make sure he's getting his right. And he will go to any length to do that. In response to issues about the constitutional rights of the man at the side of the road here, uh, the city apparently filed a statement that said, As prosecution is still pending, no further comment will be provided regarding this incident, but the defendant's attorney has raised this issue within the case, and the court has yet to rule that a constitutional violation occurred. And um, again, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I suspect this will get thrown out. If it's not, up on appeal it will, because... It's hard to imagine that the courts are going to uphold somebody being this deceptive about what someone's rights are, because you tell somebody you have the right to refuse a breathalyzer. They say, "I refuse the breathalyzer." Close your eyes, breathalyzer in the face. They just said they refused to do that, and by the way, their refusal is something they are allowed to do. It's and it's kind of like it's kind of like when someone is in custody. And they say, I want an attorney. I don't want to talk to you. I want an attorney. And they keep talking to you. Well, they just said, stop talking to me. I want an attorney. I'm done. No more talking. I want an attorney. They keep talking to you. And that was abused so badly back in the day that the courts had to rule on that and say, you've got to stop talking to them. Now, I understand the whole lawyer dog issue is a different story. But that's Louisiana. And when we say that laws vary wildly from state to state, there's always going to be a few outliers where crazy things happen. And Arizona might be the place where crazy things happen in cases like this. I don't know. But we have a police officer who tricked somebody. And the real question, I guess, is if the guy's eyes were open. And let's suppose the guy's got the PBT in his hands. And he's got the guy backed up against his own car. He goes, you don't want to take a PBT? Fine. And just sticks it in his face. Would that be allowable? Because if that's allowable, then what's the point of asking? You know. So we'll see what happens. But it's a crazy story. Jacob, thanks for sending it from ABC15.com out of Arizona. Dave Biskupin wrote it. Gilbert police officers' trick raises questions about drivers' constitutional rights. Questions, or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Latos Law. I'm playing all the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order.